I don't have an intro. Um, we're here yeah. though. Shit, we here. You <laughs> feelings? Yes. Okay. So this is Ill Feelings Podcast. Welcome. I think this is gonna be episode three. Yeah. I don't know, but this is my guest. Please hey, what's yourself. up? My name is Sol. I'm an artist. Uh, I do mixed media. I'm also a bruja. I do readings, and as you should. <laughs> <laughs> and I um. So the art, the art that I usually make is uh, mixed media, and I hold myself on the appraisal of working with the community and work with Pop Twenty, and um, yeah, just doing yard sales and doing mm, community shit, and yeah, just like you know, we've we've a lot of us artists have just been even you like uh-huh. I remember seeing this how I met her officially is like <laughs> meeting you first at the yard sale and just like hey what's up and. Cause I remember we met through mutuals. I followed you because of Andrew, mm-hmm. and he's cool, dude. Fucking yeah. But the yard sales are really good. It's a good community-based like theoretical thing. I think so. I think I'm in the next two of them. Are you doing both? I don't know. They haven't said. I'm just in the group chat. Oh fuck! <laughs> they I'm changed the, the date too. I'm doing the one for October seventeenth, I think. Mm-hmm. So I need to hurry up and create some Halloween pieces. Uh, Halloween. No, for real. Mm-hmm. I'm. That shit's my favorite season. Like, oh, oh, that's my favorite season. I can't. I just like the colors. I just like the colors, and I like that it's in fall. Yeah. So I can wear whatever I want. Dude, I I realized that I like actually look good in orange. Like <laughs> when I wear orange, like I look good as fuck. Like I as will dead ass sit there and stare at myself. I'll be like, she she's fine as fuck. <laughs> but um, no, nah, I really like Halloween because I grew up with my mom being a horror fanatic. So it's like growing mm-hmm. up, legit the first scary movie I watched. I was only like two years old and i was watching hellraiser and this is when we were in oregon <laughs> you were two yeah i remember oh, I, wow. I had elephant's memory so it's like i watched it and the house was actually fucking haunted so with the house being haunted i ended up uh waking up at like three in the morning that's where i don't remember is uh my mom told me that i ended up waking up at like three in the morning i was screaming and i was looking at the ceiling and shit and i like knock the tv over oh, wow. and some more shit and i was only like two years old like i was built different i was like damn <laughs> he I said really... you were built different <laughs> yeah i was like damn i really knocked over a fucking tv like what he said but... ice game modes yeah horror ice game modes fucking uh ha- haunted ass house dude it's a crazy thing though like growing up in a very like psychic family and just spiritually induced like they we see everything like mm-hmm. it's crazy on a daily basis like you feel all kinds of different energies from oh, yeah. different spiritual beings empaths and, yeah like even like as of a general saying of just like us humans like we really really have some intense fucking energy we do we don't really realize it and then that's another thing. A lot of people project their energy without realizing it. Oh, and man. that's like another film that I want to do is projection. Yeah. Because people project like crazy. Like insecurities, yep. ego, pride. Like, it's usually negative emotions too that people yeah. project. So I'm like. It's a lot of anger. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, stop that. What's it called? Um, it's a lot of anger that gets induced in conversations like with people because anger usually... A lot of the negative feelings that we really hold ourselves to when we have, like, fights or arguments with people or is it just, like, a matter of getting upset is because, like, 
that's a trigger in fire or flight. So it's like mm-hmm. people, a lot of the people that I met, like growing up even, their trick is to fight. And I'm the way <laughs> to fight too. So it's like when they get upset and like growing up and learning the process of, you know, being vulnerable enough to um, handle myself emotionally to understand how they're feeling instead of fighting back rather than just letting them it's not personal they're just projecting their emotions yeah at the moment onto me (laughs) yeah and it's and it's crazier because like growing up um i felt so many things from so many people and like i didn't realize that i was an empathic being of being Mm -hmm. able to soak up the energy like a sponge and that's what's dangerous Mm -hmm. yeah quit quit coming out here acting like <laughs> brujas and witches are trend i'm saying witches in english because i don't know if my five spanish speakers but fucking <laughs> yeah just like the crazy thing is that a lot of people they find that this shit is a trend nowadays like that's what i don't like it's a trend on tiktok especially God, and people are taking it to the up. extreme like they do with every other trend yeah and trends i don't like personally at all i try and stay away from them simply because Same. It wasn't cool at one point, and these people, literally anybody that was, like, a trend, they were bullied for what they did. And, yep. like, now it's a trend. Now it's cool like, to be a witch. It's, now it's cool to wear It's stupid clothing. as fuck because it's, like, people, they, like, I remember growing up getting clothes from the fucking, that's, the like, I lived in poverty. Store. Yeah, yeah like, and now it's a trend to uh-huh, go thrifting. To go thrifting. Everyone's and like, like, I love thrifting. I do yeah. it. Even though I have money, I do. And so mm-hmm. there were people that genuinely don't have money no other choice and like they got bullied for that Mm -hmm. i remember i got bullied for wearing uh champion sweaters as a kid and i wore um, now champions like fifas and now champions like a big brand (laughs) yeah and i wore um k-swiss shoes and all that kind of shit and they just were i remember the kids they used to bully the fuck out of me and they would be like why the fuck do you wear that? Why aren't you wearing this? You don't have polos? You don't have the... I'm like, no. Like, Do you think I can afford that shit? My mom don't even get a check like that. Like, it, it was just insane. And now it's just like people wear as a like fashionable... Trend. Yeah, and it's just... It's ridiculous. And that's what kind of goes in hand with the just like witchcraft. Like people, they think that... They think it's cool. Card readings, especially like I've that's been doing readings. Tarot readings? That one's interesting because people think that they... Like, they're channeling and stuff, but they're, yeah. they're just reading the actual card and its meaning instead yep. of, like, channeling uh-huh. what they're being told. And it's harder because when... Because I used to have TikTok. And I did, too. <laughs> when I had TikTok, I tried creating content, and I did it for the best of my interest for my art. And just, mm-hmm. like, me being creative because I wanted to get into film work. Yeah. And it just was not... It was not cutting for it because there's people out here that are just getting legit, like, credited and, you know, blowing up over overnight idiocracy, like, just dumbass shit. Just, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, like, let me pose. Like, damn, I look cute already. Can I pose on the camera and just get famous for it? Like, that just that shit just does I'm not make sense. To happen. Yeah. Like, where's my call at? Where's the call from the industry? Hello? Hello. Like, <laughs> not for real. Barbie phone, princess style. You love her. Yes. Um, but no, this, like, going in hand with the whole aspect of witchcraft, like, readings. I've been doing readings since I was 11 years old. Like, mm-hmm. my abuelita, my mom, they taught me how to do readings as a kid. And it's crazy because when they first taught me, the first thing that they had taught me is 
this is a gift to use for your power. This is not a toy. Yeah. And that's the first thing that taught me at 11 years old. And it's like, there's people who are literally the same age as us. And, you know, they're in their 20s. And they're just fucking around with cards for fun. And it's they like, <laughs> people see it as a game. And, you know, the thing is, though, is that a lot of people have a lot of um, stagnancy towards it as well. Like, they are afraid of it. And they're I understand afraid of it, but they it. still do it. Uh-huh. And it's like, it that's not how that works. Yeah. You can't be afraid of it not, as you're doing it. Yeah. Like... A lot of people, they will, like, me, since I have a business for it, like, they'll call me up and they'll be like, hey, I want a reading, but how does it work? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, all right. Because at the end of the day, like, not a lot of people are educated. They just want to know. And mm-hmm. sometimes, most of the time, I'm getting, you know, referrals from people and they're just like, hey, I'm going to tell so-and-so to hit you up for a reading. They don't know what it's about. But, you know, if you could just educate them. I'm like, okay, cool. And it's just like. Most of the time when I'm educating them, I reduce that fear for them because they Mm -hmm. understand that this is a prospect of actually getting in tune with their lives and their spirits and the people that are in their life, whether they're still there or if they passed. Mm -hmm. And I feel like the power of working with that is underestimated. Like a lot of people, they see it as, oh, some Tootsie Roll game and it's, it's not like... It's all energy. Yeah. And it's a portal. Like it's the same thing. People don't understand... The power of using cards for spiritual work is a tool, just like using an Ouija board. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just a helpful way, but it's not actually like what's being yeah used. It's like both of those things are emitted as a portal. Like anything could walk through any of those unless you know what the fuck you're doing. Unless you're cleansed, you're protected, you're keeping yourself on a high pedestal, and you're making sure that nobody's gonna so then, like walk through. Do you believe in bad energy? Yes. Bad energy exists, for sure. Um, Do you think it's like evil spirits, or it's just like people who are still carrying heavy energy from life? It's all around, because when you think about it, all of us as human beings, we're not, there's a balance, there's a maintain a balance. Um, I remember actually learning this in high school, there was a... It was like a law or something. It was a fuck. I forgot what it was called, <laughs> but it was in my history class, and it was these two guys. I forgot what their names were. There's these two guys. Let me actually look them up. There's these two guys. I forgot what their names were, but they argued about conversation, saying, you know, when we're born, we're born evil, and we do everything that's evil. And then the other guy who would say, well, when we're born, we're learned to what to think is evil and what to do is good. So the, while these two guys, they were just going ham at it. And I remember my history teacher, he was some, you know, some dickhead basketball <laughs> dude. Like, he's just like, yeah, his name was like uh, Mr. T or something like that. He was just like, he was cool, but he was an ass. And he was just like <laughs> trying to teach us the lesson. He was like, yeah, these guys just always argued about what was right and what was wrong. And I thought about it and, and he was like, what do you guys think is right? And I'm like, well, theoretically, if we're speaking here, when we're born as humans, we don't know no better until we're taught. Yep. And I agree. When, because energetically, as human beings, what we're taught from what is evil and what is good for us, especially from our parents coming intergenerationally from their experiences of what is good and bad, they're going to teach that on us. And then, you know, the society, it goes in hand with that. Mm-hmm. Um, because what we get put around and taught, it stems from early childhood. And it's crazy because I was just listening to. 
um, MGMT kids on mm-hmm. the way here. And that's what that song reminds me of is like when you're first born, you don't have this stability. You're innocent. You're, you have your free will and, you know, mm-hmm. you can decide what you're afraid of. You have your freedom and then you get taught yeah. what to be afraid of, mm-hmm. how what to doubt. A lot of, and I feel like in society, a lot of people are taught to doubt themselves. Like mm-hmm. you are your, you are your worst enemy. Yeah, you taught that first, and then it's like, okay, now other people are your enemy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's crazy because like going into hand about like being your own worst enemy is like energetically putting that bad energy out for yourself. Like, and that goes into a whole point because like at the end of the day, um doing witchcraft like everyone does witchcraft everyone yeah, does it. i learned that because i watched the video um and he um basically explores the world of people it's like he explored the world of witchcraft so he had like three different people who do witchcraft and he said he sat them down and talked to them basically like an interview style yeah and then that's where i learned like we do witchcraft literally every day yeah. and that's like when you said the birthday candle thing yeah yeah we do witchcraft like, every day shooting star all yeah. of it like, we're literally, and it's not, like, on the account of, oh, my God, this is witchcraft. Like, oh, my God, this is, no. It's, <laughs> like, oh, my God, it's bad. Yeah, it's the point of realizing that we are divine beings. We are powerful. We are we powerful. Are way more powerful than we give ourselves credit for. And yeah. I think that's why when we're born into this society, they immediately tell us to doubt ourselves. Because yep, when we doubt perform, ourselves, It's that's to when... put us in line with the system and mm-hmm. to conform to the... The blocks that they have set up for us mm-hmm. and one hand their whole construct is fucked up it's been fucked up since it always forever. has been and it's insane because you really sit there and growing up like i remember being a kid and i had a rough time growing up as a kid because you know i basically was like matilda I raised myself and mm-hmm. If y'all never seen Matilda, you eat ass. Matilda's a good movie. That, that's Watch like that one movie. of the first movies I've seen in like elementary school. Yeah, like her and uh, what was her best friend's name? I fucking forgot. I don't remember any name was, except for Matilda. I think it was Lavender. Her name was like Lavender or something in the movie. And then there was Miss Honey. That <laughs> Miss movie Honey. was lit. I fucking love that movie. But it's like the whole upbringing of like feeling... Her connection, like, I grew up around evil. So it's, like, knowing... And honestly, as powerful as we are, like, we have the decision to make whether we want to continue the evil idiocracy that people pull on us when we're children all the way up to when we're adults. Because, you know, it goes in hand with drugs as well. Like, my mom and my family, they're full of alcoholics. And my dad's side, they're full of alcoholics and addicts. So it's, like... They have grown up doing bad shit their entire fucking life and they don't know different because that's what they were brought into and that's what Mm -hmm. they were taught. So in their mind, that's normalized for them as to cope mentally and emotionally. And I feel like people really don't understand the inside of a person's brain when they're also going under addiction because Mm -hmm. even though they're transmitting all that negative energy, that's what they were taught in normalization to coping with their feelings so they feel like that feelings. is a positive thing yeah, yeah. feelings, feelings bro. Are why, why do you think people use uh, like stimulants to cope with feelings um, 
honestly, it goes into hand with a lot, and it depends what drug you use. I remember watching uh, Midnight Gospel. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I think it was the first episode where him and the president, and they're actually doing a podcast too. So it was like they <laughs> had a visual podcast, and it was like cartoon. And I I think that was my favorite. Those were one of my favorite podcasts because like they really got into hand about you know the spiritual life of dealing with shit and just like realizing what goes all around in it and going into hand with how that's effective is because like I remember when in the podcast he had mentioned that you know the drugs are available to us Mm -hmm. it's too up to us on how far and how hard we go in them because at the end of the day it's under our control so it's like if we decide to take that out of control and instead of putting us under limits spiral yeah we're all fucking spiral and then we could fall under addiction like i've had so many friends and you know these were fucking kids i grew up with like never could have seen that shit coming and that's the crazy part about growing up is because you never ever see that shit coming Yeah. yeah and it's like even seeing myself like i remember being in school and you know, just sitting at my desk and I'm I'm watching the D.A.R.E. videos in our classroom and they're like, don't smoke ganja because you're going to end up like her. And it was like the girl melting on the couch and shit. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, I was fucking petrified in third grade watching that shit. I was like, okay. Like, <laughs> legit, girl, third right. grade. Like, third grade was the first time I ever seen that video because I, I was in a, like, poverty school. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of drugs were ran through that school, too, through the adults as well. Because, like, just they did not give a fuck. <laughs> they were like, my income as a teacher is not giving me enough, so I'm going to start selling crack. Like, <laughs> crack to children. It's even better. And it's, it's just like, what the fuck? Um... And I remember in high school, like, they started bringing up more videos about drugs. And, like, they ended up explaining that, you know, marijuana is a gateway drug. And honestly, do you do you think that it would be a gateway drug? Like, I, I don't think it is a gateway drug simply because it has health benefits to it. It's mm-hmm. not necessarily, like, you fly off of yeah. this planet and then come back. It's yeah, like, true. It just, it's a stimulant drug, basically. Yeah. So it helps people... It's basically like all the other over-the-counter drugs that yeah, that true. they tell you, but I don't think it's... And pharmaceutical again, drugs are way worse. I was going to say that pharma. they are worse than... Fucked up. And marijuana is a plant, so it's from the earth. Yeah. It's not necessarily a chemical made in a lab yeah. given to you. That's true. To fuck you over. What's it called? I'd say, I'd say both. Like, I see your perspective... And I totally agree, but then I also see how it could be used see. as a gateway because like they'll get intrigued. Like, yeah. what else can I try? Mm-hmm. What's harder? What if this feels like this, which feels good? What else? What else? The other feel drugs more feel powerful. Like? Yeah, and it's like it's crazy because a lot of the time people um, they use those stimulants to stigmatize their their egos and their pride and with everything that's held in them that's what makes them feel powerful i mean i've seen so many people they have different experiences on marijuana like i remember the first time i smoked marijuana i was actually um 13 and i actually had went up to up the street to my neighbor's house and she her mom had like thyroid cancer so she had medical marijuana in her mm-hmm. house she's like let's smoke this shit up i'm like <laughs> bro your your mom's like dying of cancer you sure you don't want to use her medicine like and she was like no no bro you're you're cool you're cool let's go smoke 
And, like, she had, like, dude, we were, like, old school as fuck. Like, we had went to the... We went behind in her backyard behind this big-ass pine tree. And she had a plastic <laughs> water bottle with a little piece in it. Like, created her own bong out of it. And we just started smoking. Dude, I, I took, like, fucking five hits. I was out. Like, like, I was only 13 years old. I was, like, sitting in the grass. I felt like I was, like, one with the earth and shit. And then now I'm in my 20s and, like, I've already had my experiences on psychedelics. And, you know, this shit is just... <laughs> but seeing, like, how other people... They take those drugs and they always start with either marijuana or they just like go ham into some shit and then they don't stop until like shit hits the fan and then they got to go cold turkey. So it's like I have grown up around people who have just been potheads. Like I used to be a fat ass pothead. Yeah, I know. Plenty of people are just potheads. Yeah. And now I can't smoke anymore because I have a health defect, but it's like. Um, back when I used to smoke, like, I used to be around people who started smoking, and then they were like, fuck this shit, I want something harder. I'm like, harder? <laughs> no, for real. Harder? Like, like, are you sure? Like, I so don't say, know. I, I could understand that, because I know so many people that smoke, like, three times a day. Yeah. And that just starts to not get enough. Yeah, and... Because, like, they're addicted to it. They won't admit yeah. they're addicted to it, because it's marijuana. Now, marijuana is like, its own culture. Yeah, bro. But... And they're like, mm, let yeah, me, let me adventure. And it's only once. Yeah, no. And the thing is, is that they do it once, and then they're like, oh shit, like this is you trying harder. to make again? Yeah. I don't need to do it three times a day. I can do this once. Yeah. And um, what's crazy is that when people really get like, I know people who smoke, re- like religiously, yeah, like they I will think. smoke all fucking day. And oh fuck, <laughs> <Bye>. <laughs> but. They'll smoke religiously, like, all fucking day. And the thing is, is that, <laughs> hey, no, that used to be me. And, you know, I used that as a way of coping mentally and emotionally because mm-hmm. I did not want to be vulnerable. Um, what is vulnerable? Vulnerability to you. Vulnerability to me is opening yourself up emotionally to the wounds of others and expressing that connection emotionally because not a lot of people do that you yep. see a lot of people they'll have a whole wall up they'll they'll guard themselves up because they are too afraid of what they've been held from from their childhood mm-hmm. and that trauma gets inflicted and then you know you're growing up more trauma gets inflicted. yeah and it's just self-sabotaging at that point because you know i used to be a really hard head and i didn't like opening up to people i did not like um going under the discretion of Oh, I have to open up my feelings to someone. <laughs> you feelings, <laughs> like, bro. I I just really was not having it, and I was young and dumb. Like, I was a player. I was talking to boys. I did all my shit, and I was I was a hustler because I grew up around men. So it's like my all my cousins and my uncles. They taught me that you know, like, you need to set the bar like this. This is your standards. Like, this mm-hmm. is who you need to be around. Don't be around hood rats. Don't be... And, you know, I did the exact opposite. I went around hood rats and I started doing dumb shit. So it was like, you know... But I still played... I went by the ties that they taught me. And mm-hmm. it's crazy because, like, I really do understand the mindset of men's emotional vul- vulnerability. Ooh, fuck this hard word to say sometimes. I know. Um, I, I can't spell it. I can't yeah. say it. Vulnerability. But... um. 
because they really taught me the inside of how men can be seriously emotionally vulnerable mm-hmm. and they taught me how to get them vulnerable mm-hmm. so with me being taught how to make men vulnerable under the discretion of me not having to become vulnerable that's how i used to play people and it's like i got my karma quick because mm-hmm. going under that discretion is just like learning that you're fucking with someone's feelings and yeah. at the end of the day you're only you're not only fucking with theirs you're fucking with your own because you come to the conclusion you know i don't have no one to open up to yeah and, so then you're just like alone by uh-huh. yourself and that wall just gets higher yeah and higher and higher so it's it's highly highly important to open yourself up and it's like now like i open myself up with mm-hmm. new people i mean i remember when we did the short film which is coming out soon, y'all. It's going to be lit. Eventually. Yeah. I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, the first thing I did when Andreas was asking me a question. Is, you opened so, up immediately. And yeah. I loved it. You like, I feel like because you opened up and made everyone else feel welcome. Yeah. Yeah. Immediately. And yeah. Like, we spent like 30 minutes just talking and it was so nice. Yeah. Like sometimes we all need that outlet. Like I will be able to provide myself as an outlet because I know my strengths mm-hmm. as becoming vulnerable with other people and Same. not letting them, you know, detriment my emotional like, or mental basically health. just not taking everything yeah. personally. Mm-hmm. Like if they say something, you understand it might be them projecting or it just yep. might be how they feel but you don't that's another thing it's like you both. don't have to take things personally i think a lot of people don't realize that if someone calls you something you don't yep. have to take that personally mm-hmm. literally anything that happens to you you literally don't have to take it personally exactly like, no <laughs> no I don't seriously want this. like a lot, of, yeah, a lot of people <laughs> they, they will seriously fucking do that like sit in hand with you know and even coming from my own personal experiences like really do sit in hand with trying to open those connections with people and i feel like the first step in doing that is becoming vulnerable because mm-hmm. if you don't because like if you don't you're not able to really interfere into knowing what kind of person you're working with because you can always yeah. build on a connection of just being professional mm-hmm. and you, you can, know like, build it even more and be mm-hmm. more genuine that's what i like i like genuinely knowing people and knowing about their day just them in general Hell yeah, like, and I feel like it's important to know who the fuck you're working with. Because yeah. if you don't... You never know, like, what they could do behind... Their motives, yeah. yeah like, like, you can feel energy, but that that sometimes only goes so far, especially mm-hmm. if you've only ever interacted with them in, like, business settings or something yeah, like that. It's yeah. insane, like... And it's crazy, too, because some of the people, like, that I've met in my lifetime, like, even though I've met them and known them a little bit emotionally... Sometimes they cannot work professionally. And it's yep. insane because, like, some people, they can't feel separate. like, yeah, they can't separate the difference. And they they really just take a lot of shit personal. <laughs> and that's going in line with that, too, because, like, some people that I have tried working with on a stance, like, of doing um, artwork with or, like, mm-hmm. collaborating or just doing shit in general, like, if I have a busy schedule or if I'm doing something, like... That's because I'm a human being. I have my own life. And, like, mm-hmm. so do they. So I expect them to kind of do their own thing until we can plan further on that. And some people, they just don't separate their feelings from that. And they're just like, when are we doing this? What are we? I'm like, we already planned it. What are you talking about? No, we need to do this now. And I'm like, wait, wait, wait a minute. You, you got to wait. Hold up, you sir. Gotta, you got to slow down. Like, 
I feel like a lot of people they try to rush a lot of shit. Ah, instead yeah, of impatience. trying to, it's yeah. me. Yeah. Hi. Hello. You, I used to be that way though. And you know what? I can still be impatient. We're all human beings. We are like all impatient. We all have a little bit of percentage of impatience, but then it's like calming down and realizing like this will happen yeah. as it's supposed to when it's meant to. Yeah. It's it's important because allowing yourself to be patient, you remain in the present. That and, and you don't beat yourself up for not completing things. That's, mm-hmm. that's where I am right now. It took me a year to start this podcast, and then oh, shit. yeah, like I've been wanting to do this since last year, the end of last year, and then like I finally started it, and like instead of beating myself up, I'm like, it happened at the right time because yeah. I'm I'm meeting certain people at this time that I can put on the podcast and stuff like that. Well, fuck, <laughs> good job. I'm proud of you. <laughs> Hell yeah, like it does take time. Like I know for myself personally, like me being an artist like i could mm-hmm. not i i could not hold my fucking self together like for the life of me i knew that i always was an artist because you know i've been doodling shit since i was a kid but i never knew my art style because everybody me. has a different complexity of learning their own style of doing their work and mm-hmm. i felt like i was just kind of nudged in the middle of everything so i was like what the fuck am i actually doing what kind of medium i think that's the hardest when it comes to art is figuring out what kind of medium you like Mm -hmm. as well as just like the little things in each medium like for example photography do you like digital cameras or do you like film cameras and then there's so much there's literally so much in just one also like art there's different styles so like watercolor, then yeah. there's oil paint, then there's acrylic. And you can use all of those. That's, that's, that's literally what thing. I do. There's like, like, that's, art is so vast and there's literally no rules that you can yeah. do anything. And so I think sometimes that scares people is because when you're given a blank canvas, you literally have the world in your hands. Yep. And people don't understand that and they're like, what am I supposed to do Dude, with this? Yeah, like. <laughs> what am I supposed to yeah, do? Yeah, hell yeah. Like. Legit, when I was in high school and my art teacher, Miss Kaliki, I remember you, you're the <laughs> shit. And Miss Lawn, I remember you too. Um, I remember Miss Lawn, she gave us, you know, there's a lot of structures that teachers have to give us in general. And being an art teacher, I feel like that's, and that's something I actually wanted to do was become an art teacher. But I realized that as I got older, like maintaining lessons and <laughs> you structure. An, you as an art teacher be like, y'all can do whatever y'all want yeah, today. Like, Create something. Like, I, I want to see something original. Yeah, like that's how I would be. Like, and you know, it's crazy because they don't do that until you hit your senior year of high school and then you admit to studio art, but they still give you structure. Yeah, and they still critique as yeah. well with a structure in mind. Yeah, and it's like there's not a problem with critiquing, it's the problem with structure because I feel like art should be all around free like Mm -hmm. yeah there's so much for us to learn like shading and spherical shit and you know just like um getting into tune with like geometric geometrical shapes and shit like i could not fucking do that shit like i cannot do shading i couldn't do none of it i just started as long as i know how to blend i feel like i'm okay when it comes to color but like as a kid when i would like okay as a kid when i would i saw the fly yeah as it a looks, kid it when looks I would like a bee you stuff, guys it does looks like a bee it does that shit was scary when i would do stuff and like i would color it i feel like i'd mess it up because i didn't know what i was doing with color and so yeah dude i hated color yeah like i hated color 
Colors okay I, for me now, but like, back then, no. It's <laughs> crazy because if you see my artwork, all I use is color now. Mm-hmm. And back then, like, all of my drawings were black and white. I always did them in Sharpie, pen, never used pencil because the thing that I learned about doing my work is that once that shit's on there, there's no taking it back unless you cover it up. So it's mm-hmm. like, so why the going, fuck would forward. I keep erasing and erasing and erasing until I got it right? Like, I'd rather just keep the ball fucking rolling until I get it to somewhere that I like. Mm-hmm. So that's why all my mixed media work is just fucking chaotic. Like I feel like that also contributes to your art style. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's that's why. And, you know, I'm, I'm actually learning how to enforce uh, my witchcraft into my artwork I as saw well. that. I see, like, the angel numbers and stuff. Yeah. I'm like, I love this so that much. That shit is getting, like, super, super viral, though, with the evil eyes and the uh, angelic numerals. Yeah. It's stressful. That's what I mean by trends. Like, at one point, that was... People would be like, you're crazy. 11-11, when the world? Yeah. And now it's like, 11-11. Yeah, <laughs> and it's it's crazy because like when people see eleven eleven, they're like make a wish, and now Witchcraft. when they see it, they're like, oh yeah, I'm on the right path now. And I'm just like, people, what they don't understand about angelic numerals is that the whole rule of angelic numerals is that when you see that specific number dialed, whether it's on the clock, whether it's you know you see it on a billboard or you see it on your clothes, you see it on the back of a vehicle and a license plate, doesn't matter. What that contributes to is how you're feeling in that time and what your that, ancestors are trying to say to you. Moment, yeah. yeah, like people don't understand it's not about Google. It's not about research. Google. Here. Google. Yeah. I mean, research helps cuz it kind of gives you more education, but at the same time yeah. right now it's really saturated it because you. it's a trend. Yeah. yeah. It do- it doesn't help because in my opinion, like theoretically speaking, Angelic numerals originated from the Catholic religion as well. Because mm-hmm. growing up on my mom's side of the family, they're all Slavic and Polic, uh, Polish and Serbian. So they're just like all in one straight around Catholic whipping the ass type shit. So it's <laughs> like me, I had the free will of going into whatever religion I wanted to be. And I just became a spiritualist. So I was like, mm-hmm. fuck that shit. Um, but going into hand, like studying Catholic religion and the angelic numerals that they would hold, like they had a representation of protection and um how angels would rule those numbers in order to speak to us because mm-hmm. in the physical realm you know not a lot of people they have you know i'm not saying everybody is magical but you know not a lot of people they have the psychic gift of being able to see and speak and mm-hmm. be or clairvoyant it's not developed at yeah. the moment yeah because they're scared mm-hmm. a lot of people don't under like they really do underestimate their power because we if we were all to go cold turkey off of everything that we shouldn't be doing either it's drugs so many people would be they would go crazy i feel like so many people are addicted to social media just literally everything yeah i used to be on my phone 24 7 when i was a kid like didn't i give a fuck because that was the ew (laughs) <laughs> that was the only connection that I had with being able to talk to people at the time because that's when Facebook hit off, was in middle school and high yep. school, and that's where all the drama was going, and, you know, and I was a big target on the internet because, you know, I got bullied a lot, and I had a lot of shit going on. It's crazy because the same people that fucking bullied me, fuck y'all, eat my dick, um, <laughs> they all are trying to be my friend now or they just it's, it's you know. so interesting how you'll get bullied and then they're like hey yeah like hey how are you doing hey. like 
How and are you? Know you? I haven't I'm talked not, to you in so long. Yeah, like I wonder why. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm not a spiteful person because Which is a good thing. Even even though because I know some people like they'll hear some they'll hear something from some people that used to fuck them over hard and they'll mm-hmm. be like, What the fuck? Like me, I'll be like, What the fuck? And then I'll be like, Okay, how are you doing? Because on the inside, at the end of the day, we're all human beings. We're all prone to feel the things we need to feel, especially if it reflects to the past. And if we're mm-hmm. not able to let go of that and relinquish anything that had destruct us previously, we're not going to evolve. So that's that's theoretically why I tend to go in hand of forgiveness because forgiving is so important because it's it a form of healing. It is, most it is. definitely. Um, there's a lot of people that used to bully the dog shit out of me for being fat or um, being too white because, you know, oh, how are you Mexican? You're lying about your race. You know, you're too light skinned. I don't understand those like accusations and yeah. stuff like that. And it's harder because like growing up, my mom, she actually didn't speak English like for a while. And then she started learning English before, like right before she met my dad. Mm-hmm. Um she knew English, like, for a portion of her life, like, growing up as a kid. But it was, like, on and off. Because mm-hmm. she had, like, her her dialect. And my dad, he spoke English, but it was broken English. So, it's, like, when they met each other, they learned English for each other. And they were both alcoholics. So, they met at a meeting. And then, poof, that's where I came along. So, it's, like, <laughs> holy shit, the light is bright as fuck. I got but, it. I got it. Yeah. But, like, going in the hand, like... Just, you know, it's it's nobody's fucking business at the end of the day. Just because of, you know, who I was raised by and the ethnicity of both of them. But, like... See, that's another thing. I think that's definitely projecting. Like, as a kid... Yeah. Everything that you witness at home, you end up taking with you. And then, because you're a kid, you don't know how to process your emotions. emotions. You immediately project it onto other kids. Mm-hmm. And I feel like sometimes when people bully, it's not even because, like, you're less is because they're jealous of yeah you. they think you're actually better yep. so they're like how can i bring you down to my level uh-huh. how can i how that's can the I energetic interfere? process of decreasing your vibrational frequency yep. um as a spiritual being which we are um we can manifest ourselves to be at a rate at a like a vibration to attract others who are higher or at the same rate as us or lower mm-hmm. and i've attracted all of them i use myself same. as a guinea pig um guinea pigs. i legit like for the time being of my high school life like i was around a lot of uh people that would party all the time and drink and smoke do coke drugs like they didn't give a fuck and i would just be the media like the mediator in the situation i would just be sitting there just drinking playing beer pong like Mind your business yeah and you know when fights and shit went down i would sit there i would just be like what the fuck is going on why am i here like and once i realized that you know that wasn't my place to be there it's Mm-hmm. You know, the people that decide to surround themselves around that kind of energy is because it's what they're comfortable with. And I wasn't comfortable with that because I knew I needed change. Mm-hmm. And change is inevitably uh, uncomfortable regardless. Yeah, change is always going to be uncomfortable. I think a lot of people are afraid mm-hmm. of uncomfortability. Not even change itself. It's just being uh, uncomfortable, uncomfortable. Yeah, like the transition of it. So they just stay where they are yeah. forever. Yeah, I, I can't do that shit. Like, I feel like... I'm always needing change. 
I can sit comfortably for a while, but... I can for, like, two seconds, and then I'm like, ooh. Yeah. What's something new I can yeah. do? Like, the way that we are set is insane. Because we really do <laughs> fucking have a whole set schedule of how we are really built. Like, mm-hmm. and it goes and ties, like, generationally, it's a whole chain. And it, that's why it's up to us to break those chains that... Our ancestors are our own people that couldn't even break. Like, I am considered the black sheep in my family mm-hmm. because I'm not an addict. Um, my whole family, they're all alcoholics. So I have a high risk of substance abuse, like, in myself. Mm-hmm. And I've drank. Um, you know, I got sober for about six to seven months and then I fucked off. And I was like, you know, and it sucks because I'm lying to my people about it and I shouldn't be but it's like I'm using myself as a guinea pig spiritually and I feel like not a lot of people can understand that because Mm I am literally testing the waters of actually being able to have self-control when retaining a substance just Mm -hmm. like going back to midnight gospel when we all have these substances around us it's up to us how hard we want to stimulate ourselves so feel like feelings aren't the substance that our feelings aren't the stimulant people can handle so they go to like outside things yep and it's crazy because like i've watched my family go batshit out of control because they could not handle their shit or they just would keep going and going and going and i've seen my own friends fucking do that and you know like a lot of people that you know, I've been friends with, like, I had a really cool homegirl I was friends with for about seven, eight years, and she was falling hard into addiction, um, especially with alcoholism, and she's a year sober now, and she's been doing good, she's clean, and it's like, Yay. it's really up to, yeah, it's really <laughs> up to us to decide what is good for us and what is bad for us, because, you know, the only reason why I'm recommended as an alcoholic is because I, trigger warning, by the way, um, I tried to kill myself and um, that was because my mom was falling into alcoholism so hard mm-hmm. and I decided to avenge that and get really fucked up off a whole bottle of tequila by myself and I got in my Jeep and it was like fucking dead end of January blizzard hit the beginning of this year actually uh, and I remember the blizzard I was doing a photo shoot yeah and I decided to go 90 miles per hour on a fucking ramp on the interstate and my Jeep literally flipped and flipped and flipped. Yeah. Um, I've had quite a lot of death experiences, like, and it's not even near death. Like, that was probably my first near death experience, but before that, I've actually died previously. Mm -hmm. So it's like, being in that experience, it's taught me a lot spiritually as well. Um, It indicts a lot of work because... You just gotta, you, oh, fuck. I'm not saying you gotta go through it, but it's like, it's just like, feelings. It's, it's a lot. Yeah, it is a lot. It's intense. Um, and I remember that night I got dragged out of my car um, before I had fucking blown up. So the stranger pulled wow. me out of my car before I'd blow, it blown the fuck up. And I just like started walking off because I thought it was dead. And interesting. Um, I saw my own self de- dead in my car. So I was like, what the fuck? Like, am I gone? So I started walking and walking, walking all the way up. And mind you, I'm still drunk as fuck. I'm blacked out. This is the first time I had ever blacked out on liquor. And I remember I saw sirens. I'm like, oop. I'm like, fuck. I'm about to get arrested. 
and, you know, I got arrested, I got my DUI, I'm still on probation, you know, it's just shit, you have to deal with the system. System's fucked, by the way. I agree, um, most definitely. You know, and I had an aggravated DUI because I was over the legal limit, and, you know, they encountered that for minors, so they were just like, yeah, you're on aggravation, so you're gonna have some trials to go through when you're in court, and I was like, fuck. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's insane because you really do learn that fucking up like that um is an insight of what your family goes through when they're dealing with an addiction so it's like Mm -hmm. if this is the shit that i went through and i did it on purpose to hurt myself rather than cope with it because most people when they're doing substances they're coping with it Mm -hmm. me i did it to hurt myself so Learning the indifference of how people cope with drugs and stuff like that and not knowing that they're hurting themselves versus people who actually use them to hurt themselves. And it's just, it's crazy because I learned that my mom, she's using it to cope. I mean, she's, mm-hmm. she's, she's got fucking mental disorders and she's taking opioids and shit and she's mixing that with that liquor. So it's just like, okay. so it's like with that, she's using it to cope. So that's a prime example. And then there's other friends that I have, like, they pop Zans and do shit because they're just so fucking out of it. Because they don't want it get they don't want to get in touch with their vulnerability. That's yeah. the biggest problem. I feel like a lot of people don't want to be vulnerable with themselves uh-huh. to be like, Hey, yeah, so I'm not okay. Yeah. Let's do something. Mm-hmm. I recently therapy has become more of a trend now. Yeah, it's and crazy because like, they used to get looked at negatively. I even yeah, used to look at like it negatively. Back, like way back in the day, they'd be like, are you going to therapy? Are you fucking crazy? But like, like now, <laughs> now it's like, I see ads about therapy and like yeah. how it's become more convenient and like on your phone and stuff. And like, yep. it's not a lot of money. It's basically become a trend in a uh-huh. way. But I don't, sometimes I'm like, yes, therapy. But then other times I'm like, it's more so you listening to yourself it's more so you being like hey i don't feel good let's take the day to be like sorry i almost like fucking burped and i'm trying to hold it back (laughs) if you do it i can just cut it out it's okay Uh, that wasn't even burp i tried all right but yeah yeah that's just with therapy like i used to when i was on my mom's medicaid system is corrupt but the benefits that they provide for people who are in poverty we need it um when my mom when i was on her medicaid like we she had tried to get me in a therapy and i was like i don't want a fucking counselor fuck this shit i'm like 12 years old by the way (laughs) and i'm like i don't fucking need this shit like fuck you fuck everyone and fuck this counselor like Mm -hmm. and i remember the first time go ahead bro it just depends it just depends on like the person themselves because i feel like yeah counselors don't genuinely care i think that's always the problem is there's not someone that genuinely cares and that genuinely genuinely wants to listen and and work help with you. you yeah i feel like therapy like they go through school for it but that's yeah. the thing they go through school for it so it's everything that they're taught it's not like i yeah. genuinely care about something that i've helping learned, your feelings yeah something that i've learned is that there's a difference between the three a psychiatrist a therapist and a counselor mm-hmm. like obviously they're in three different levels um and a psychologist so i remember my um my aunt she's like a second mother to me she um was actually a psychologist and 
she was fucking crazy. Like, <laughs> okay. she was fucking nuts. She was cool. She was the coolest motherfucker ever, but she was nuts because she was fucking drinking. She would drink wine. She would pop her opioids, you know, and just, like, go on with her day. Like, I feel like, interactively, like, the best people who are able to emotionally help people are the same people who are fucked up. Mm-hmm. Because they're they able understand. to understand. Yeah. yeah. Like... My aunt, when she had died, my mom, she decided to give me this book that she had and she was holding it. So she, and half of the stuff I couldn't even retain for my aunt because everybody was being snitchy snatchy with it. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> so my mom had given, given me this book because my aunt, she's indigenous. She's native and Egyptian. So mm-hmm. she had a lot of indigenous stuff. And um, there was this book, um, I think it's called One Sacred Tree or... The, the life of the sacred tree. Shut the fuck up, car. <laughs> I was going to say, sir. No, for real. Please sir, are you stop. okay? Are you good? Do you need some assistance? Sir. Do you need a trap stop? <laughs> what do you need? Pulls them over. No, for real. I like this lighting. It's kind of nice. It's kinda, moody, kinda and I like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's, it's really going in hand because, like, she was mentally fucked up but she was able to help others and she was the most blunt person yeah. in my life like yeah, i feel like the real blunt people they're able to connect with other people because yeah. one they're real they're like straight up like hey yep yeah, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and then just like they understand because they've been through it i yeah. feel like experience is like the biggest thing that's why i don't think therapy is the best option sometimes because those people haven't experienced yeah. as deep or as traumatizing things as their patients have. So it's like, I can listen to you, but I can't connect with you because I don't know. I didn't, I wasn't there and I haven't had an experience to be like, yeah, I understand. And it's crazy because going into the psychological being of, you know, mental disorders, like you, like being a therapist, it's also, I feel like it would be hard because me, I want to be an art teacher, then I want to be a psychologist. Because mm-hmm. I low-key, I'm still looking to be a psychologist. Because learning the anatomy of the body and learning body is how crazy. science actually rules a lot of how we are neurologically fucked up because <laughs> yes. of trauma. Like, I have mad ADD and a lot of that was affected because of the trauma in my life. Like, mm-hmm. growing up as a kid, I grew up around a lot of intense shit. Like... There's a lot of shootings. There was a lot of, mm-hmm. you know, just a lot of hood rat shit. And then on top of that, there was just um, a lot of energy that was just chaotic. So that kind of grew my body to become chaotic and I wasn't able to learn properly. But um, a lot of discipline goes mm-hmm. in a hand as an adult in order to heal yourself. Because now I meditate frequently and i fucking mm-hmm. i hike and i go on walks Ooh, I like hiking. i journal a lot i brought my journal here because i don't know i just like to write like mm-hmm. i realized as i got older like i fucking love to write and i've been writing since i was a kid like about my feelings and yeah there's <laughs> this one there was this one book that i was like writing in when i was like 11 and it was like a little journal and i was like I don't like my house and it just like it's so sad because like being a kid and realizing how smart you are as a kid emotionally mm-hmm. um but you don't realize it because the innocence of what you had and then you get taught like yeah. hey don't do that like who you're trying to connect back with and it's it's just it's just like amazing to look at because then you realize like this is who you've healed mm-hmm. this is your younger self you're healing and connecting with because basically in yeah. order to see the 
negative perspective and the energy that we have been built from we're able to break that and that's all about breaking generational chains because you're just able to crack that stagnant ass energy that's been held in your family for generations and mm-hmm. even with other friends healing. and people yeah. healing them feelings so Ooh. it's not you feelings <laughs> i'm gonna steal that <laughs> and Do i'm it. gonna use it for something Do it. i'm down but um yeah it's it's really crazy and like i've learned to cope with my artwork because a lot of my artwork i just did it to just like fucking do it like Mm -hmm. i just i wasn't doing it for fun i wasn't like i was just fucking doing it and i did it didn't make sense to me because you know you're supposed to use the things that you love as a passion it was like i was really doing stupid shit that's not stupid but i did it as a way to keep myself distracted that way i didn't fucking kill myself or just like you know, hold myself up on a fucking stool and be like, okay, I'm done. Deuces. Bye. Was that because of your feelings at the time? Like, are your feelings that strong that you're like, the only way out or the only way to not have to deal with this is out? Um, regarding feelings, I would say trauma. Mm-hmm. Um, trauma is a big thing because, you know, all of us have it. And the way that I've healed my trauma and have been able to inflict um, a lot of my feelings from my trauma into work um, mm-hmm. is just keeping myself busy. But I realized that that's a stressor that I had because dealing with PTSD, you have um, the tendency of building up anxiety, of course. And what that was was high functioning anxiety. So mm-hmm. I just was like, oh my God, I have to do something. Otherwise, I'm not living or. You know, I'm not doing something right. Like, what the fuck? Like, I was not... I was refraining myself from becoming present. And I was trying to speed the fuck up too fast. So, I learned that being stressed like that since I was a kid, because I always had to take care of everything, including myself, I learned that as an adult, like, I can actually slow down and enjoy Mm -hmm. the things that I need to enjoy. enjoy the present moment. Yeah. And, like, do stuff for yourself that you genuinely enjoy. Just like going for a walk. Something that simple. That's also why I do readings, because... Mm -hmm. Being in readings, it allows me to be in the present and allows me to focus on one spiritual being versus myself. Mm-hmm. And while I have my ancestors and my deities working with me, I'm also having the others work with me in order to communicate with them. Mm-hmm. So, so it's it, like a it's like a party. It's like a meeting yeah. all in one in the yep. present moment. Yep. It's it's a big spiritual fucking party. That's for Ooh, sure. Because <laughs> it's more like a it's more like a sit at a table like this is a conversation we need to have. And yeah. I'm like, oh shit. And they'll, they'll usually tell me like, it's, it's actually like being psychic is really dangerous. Like being spiritually prone to doing witchcraft and being psychic and having the gift is dangerous. Of course, that's something that I cannot stress enough. It's dangerous as fuck. Quit playing with this shit. <laughs> um, it's crazy because I'm actually practicing. Um, I'm actually studying right now, root work and, I'm actually looking into the Egyptian side of magic just because that's what my aunt had worked with mm-hmm. before she had died. And I'm trying to study the whole philosophy of that and like the roots in which they come from because I work with um, Anubis and I work with Maya um, and Isis and I'm studying, I'm studying all of them right now. And it's mm-hmm. crazy because their stories as the gods and goddesses that they were which they inflect as a deity or a patron deity, which is something, if you're a witch, you know what this shit is. <laughs> um, 
you know, it's it's crazy to like go in hand about witchcraft because it's like so much deeper than the surface. People only see ten percent of the iceberg, and the lower ninety percent, they're just like, once they yep. dive in under that water, they're like ooh, yeah, about that. They're like, fuck, I'm go back to the surface. <laughs> yeah, they'll go right back up to the surface because they don't realize that this shit is serious. Like this is some deep spiritual shit because working with witchcraft there's a fine line between spirituality and witchcraft Mm -hmm. and that is a boundary that is a fat fucking boundary and the reason for that is getting like mixed up in a trend people people like to mix it up like no no i don't like that shit where they're like posting shit about oh let me put a rose quartz in his car so he can fall in love with me like why i don't like that like you're like fall in love with yourself first start there yeah people they like and it's not even necessarily just women it's men too who are doing the same the same stupid shit but it's like people don't realize that that can backfire on you hard (laughs) like a lot of you people who try to do like love spells and shit like that shit will backfire on you if you have no idea what you're doing and I've i've seen a lot of people on the internet and tiktok that would be like I'm going to create this spell so Damien can love me. I'm like, well, And then right, Damien's obsessed with you and literally won't leave you alone. Yeah. And now you're, now you literally got to go get like a, a restraining order. Yeah. Yep. Then you're like, mm. yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't know. I have a new boyfriend. His name's Josh. And I ain't really feeling <laughs> Damien anymore. Yeah. That's an, I don't understand why people do spells for one specific person when it's just going to, it's just going to keep going. That, and it's not going to work. Most of the time yeah. it doesn't work and they get pissed about it and they're like, Oh, this shit's not real. And I'm like, it's because you need to heal, honey. You need to heal you some need to love yourself first. first. Yeah. You need to heal some afflictions. Or the belief, person is not just doubt. not for you. That too. A lot of people don't understand everything is energy. So if the energy doesn't match, it's not going to. Or if it's not above yours. That's that's one thing like that I've learned is that I will never, as of a standard as a woman, being around men, I will never ever <laughs> set myself around a man energetic man energetically that is lower than me because if you're lower than me i don't want you mm-hmm. i want you to and that's an egotistical thing of me to say but i have to say that and speak that in existence because a lot of people they don't understand that the energy that you inflict and put out to people in general and what you say is important everything you speak into a matter of existence is a matter of manifestation you will come back to you yes so the thing that I manifest in my daily life is always people who are energetically at my same frequency or they're higher than me. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I like people who are higher than me is because they're able to teach me the say, process of what I don't know. Like, And that's why a lot of the friends that I have, like, I have friends that are literally about to hit their 30s. And, and same. Everyone that I have yeah. met this year has been... 21 or higher like yep and i'm like i love that so much because there's so much wisdom that i can learn from them Mm -hmm. and they're not on like high school drama like everything they say is more on the genuine side and that's what i love yeah it's really cool because like not only that like you realize there's some differences like i have people that are in their 30s and 40s as well that are like mothers and fathers to me Mm -hmm. like mother figures and they'll be like you're my kid and i'll be like (laughs) And I'm like, I'm fine with that. You're teaching me what I need to fucking know. You know, like, it's like, um, like she did it again. Yeah, for real. Shout out to my homie Madeline. I'm gonna speak about her. Um, she's actually. This will only be in the the podcast. It won't be on the visual. Yeah, she'll she'll be she'll be. Uh, what's it called? Oh, did it stop? 
Yeah, so oh, same. thank God. Thank God. Yeah, because I like spaced out for a second. I do that all the time. I sometimes space out I when I'm listening to people, and I'm like, oh, I gotta come back. I gotta come back. But then I'm like, I want to be the type of person where I can just literally like sit there and listen to somebody, and there not be an expectation of me responding to what you say. Like I just genuinely want to listen yeah. to you, and sometimes I just space out. Yeah. <laughs> oh fuck! It dropped. Um. That means this is probably 40 minutes long already, so, so we can keep going or we can. Yeah, we can wrap up here. We can we, we can, can wrap, wrap up like up a burrito. Little, yeah, wrap it up a little bit. Um, okay. I just want to end the discussion with saying that we are all divine beings. We all hold a strong amount of energy within ourselves, and what we decide to project to other people is very important because it's very. a sh- very strong reflection of ourselves. Um, everything's mm-hmm. a portal. We are all portals. We're all emotional portals, and you need to be careful what you say because it'll come back tenfold. Watch your energy. <laughs> oh yes. Oh yes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Is that all you have to say? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if yeah, you, I'm glad. I'm glad that I was on this podcast too. I am too. I very much enjoyed this conversation. I love the vulnerability in it. I love that we talked about everything we were going to talk about. And it just like flowed smoothly. Like you didn't even even have to force anything. And that's what I love. I love that it was genuine as well. Fuck yeah. We lit like that. (laughs) We lit like a tit. That's because we're cool. (laughs) Yeah, we're cool as fuck. The ego side of us. Not for real. My God complex. Hey. (laughs) Hey, daddy. (laughs) Not for real. But that is the end of our podcast so goodbye i'll edit it so that 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 is the end hold up (laughs) i can't get this i can't get this fucking phone there we go close (laughs) period point blank period if you enjoyed this episode be sure to watch more episodes yeah also if you're on the spotify podcast go to the youtube channel so you can see the visual the lighting changed but it's nice go check that shit out and then, um, if you're on the visual, go to the Hell Spotify yeah. podcast. Hell yeah, go to the Spotify podcast. By the way, uh, follow my Instagram. It's oh, yeah. B-A-B-I-S-O-L, baby soul with an I, 444. I'll have it up on the screen yeah. and the description. Yeah, yeah. Follow my art. Buy my art. Come get a reading. Let's talk about <laughs> your cheaty boyfriend. Let's do it. But, Hell yeah. Hell deuces. yeah. Deuces, y'all. Deuce, deuce. Bye. Bye. Perfect! I love it. I love it.